Hello, Alexis. How are you doing today? Hi. I'm good. A little bit tired, but I had a massage today, so overall good. How are you? A massage? A massage. Himalayan salt stone massage. A girl, where? Uh, wait, wait, we like, can't just like casually say you got a Himalayan salt massage. And well, not Omar dive got and me. Do that. He got me one for my birthday, so I was being like pretty tense and tired this week. So I was like, I'm just gonna go get one today. Oh, yeah, that's so fancy. I would love anything to get like a massage right now. You should do it one of these days. But how was your day? Also busy. I don't think the tired has hit me yet because I'm still going. But once we're done recording, I feel like I'm going to pass out. I've been working all day. We're going out of town this week. So like prepping for that is always a lot. Yeah. But we're making it through. Are you doing any self-care? Mm, no. <laughs> Marissa. <laughs> I don't have time for self-care. Okay, fair. Make the time. I mean, I do. It, you have time for everything, whatever you want to be a priority. Yes. Good point. I'm, I'll work on it. I'll try. Okay. I mean, I worked for six hours today, but it was outside, like, just in in the nice fresh air. Did you get sunburnt? No, it's cloudy. You live in Florida. We are in Ohio. It is like 47. (laughs) But it's like April now, almost. March. No. There's no sun here. Well, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to bring that up. It's okay. No, you're just living it up down there in the beach while we're just like dying up here. Don't make me feel bad about it. It's not a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but I was excited to get off work and come home today to record this episode because mm-hmm. we have our first guest with us today. Miss Tori is actually sitting right next to me. We're recording together. And I'm so excited that you guys get to talk with her and learn more about her. And she's going to tell you everything. But introduce yourself, Tori. Hello, podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so I'm Tori, obviously. I'm Alexis's little. That's how I got to know these wonderful ladies. Mm. So um, a little bit about me. I'm from Maryland. I came here for school for mechanical engineering. And uh, I'm a senior, but I have an extra semester. So I'm graduating this December, which is crazy to think about. That's when Ale- you both are graduating then. I know. Hopefully it has to be on different That's days because so I'm coming to your graduation. I was going to say how that's going to work. <laughs> I will skip my own and I will be at yours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll figure something else out. That's exciting that the both of you guys are graduating. I'm so ready to be done. Mm. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I think about it sometimes. Like if I was still in school, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't fathom still writing papers and like, re- I just can't. So props to y'all. Could not be me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, once I'm done, me. I'm done. I'm just, there's no masters. There's no, no grad school on this side. <laughs> yeah. Keep pushing though, sucks. Alexis. You, you got I, yeah. this. I am. I'm pushing through. I am pushing through. Are you doing anything in the summer? Or just yeah. are you doing this semester and then winter? I have classes nonstop through December. No, that's even mm. more disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing Tori? summer too, Tori? Or just are you I just... have an internship. Mm, okay. I feel like that's better than classes. Oh, yeah, and it's going to be in South Carolina, so I'll be nice and warm. And closer to me. (laughs) Yeah. But we did want to bring Tori on to be our first little guest, and we're so excited about it. Tori's been listening to all the episodes and was so excited to be here. We're excited to have her. But to give you all kind of like a rundown on 
the guests that we plan to have or how that's going to look, we are kind of calling this segment our happy hour. We're going to be having happy hour every month with a new guest. We're just going to talk about their best pieces of advice that they've gotten, their own notable quotables. So like Alexis and I always end the episodes with our quotes. Um, Our guests are going to be bringing theirs and why they are important to them or why that's like motivating to them. And I'm so excited to hear what other people love to like kind of hold on to quote wise. And then we're going to go over the non-negotiables because of course this is the non-negotiable podcast. So we need to cover what kinds of things are like a make it and break it for all of our guests. And we're going to start off with some of those things. Like we're going to ask every guest the same questions, but Tori, of course you get to hear and do all of these for the first time with us. So our first question is going to be, what are the non-negotiable parts of your day or your weekend or, you know, just things that you really feel you must have or must do? So when I was first thinking about this, I was like, what do I even do every day that actually makes me happy other than going to school and doing homework? Going to school and doing homework makes you happy? No, I'm saying like, what do I do? Because that's all I do. (laughs) (laughs) No. That does not make me happy. I'm like, that should not be at the top of your self-care list. <laughs> no. So I was like, okay, what do I do when I'm not doing that? Uh, the thing I do the most is definitely call my parents and my sister. I feel like everyone around me thinks it's weird because I call each of them at least three times a day. Three like, times a day? Probably. Oh honestly, if I'm between classes, when I'm doing homework, when I'm about to go to bed, I'll call each of them. I do my rounds. Oh my goodness. I love that though. What do you yeah. guys like talk about? Just anything. I'll tell my mom, you know, what I did, like what I ate. <laughs> just literally anything. Mom, it's I a had whole the debrief. Best grilled cheese today. Yeah. And then my sister just started college. So, you know, that's a whole check weird experience. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, what did you do today? And she goes to a small school. So it's weird to see the vibe there versus here. The state and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Alexis, do you call home often? Um, No, but I have a group chat with my parents that I text in every day. So. I, I feel like feel I'm the that. oddball. I like, I talk to my parents, but I feel like it's it's definitely mm, on a good week, like once a week. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like I've always been used to it because my dad worked from home. Like, so you could just pop up. in. So and, yeah. yeah. I would just walk in his office and talk to him. And mm-hmm. me and my sister were only three years apart. So we were always hanging out, doing and stuff. Talking. Yeah. And then my mom, I feel like we just... I don't know, always gossip or just talk about random things. I like it, though. Cohen talks to his family, like, 16 times a day as well. (laughs) So it's not, like, weird, but it is different, at least on my side, because I will either just, like, check in with, like, my friends or I'll, like, text Alexis if something, like, big happens. Mm -hmm. But me and my mom will just do, like, our weekly check-ins and be like, tell me everything. Yeah. But not, like, on a daily basis. Yeah, Yeah, so that's definitely the number one thing. And then I also try to listen to music. I listen to music all day, every day. Are you, we have to settle this because Alexis is different from me. Are you a Spotify girly or an Apple music girly? No. Spotify. No. Back up. Back up. I'm being attacked. I use Spotify. (laughs) I am a Spotify girly. I only use Spotify. I listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts because I used to listen to them on Spotify and then they would end up in like my yearly wrapped of like, my playlist curated for me there'd be like random podcasts in there and I was like this sucks so I separated them don't call me out like this <laughs> <laughs> I do get that though because one year my Spotify wrapped had all those songs I listen to when I go to sleep 
And I was like, that doesn't count. I don't listen to those, really. I'd go to sleep to them. But it's just on for hours because yes. you're sleeping. And so Spotify's now... like, this girl really loves like, lo-fi <laughs> jams. <laughs> yes. So now I set a timer when I go to sleep. So it stops after 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it might still be on there, but it's not the top 10 songs. I just didn't know that like y'all are very invested in your Spotify <laughs> rap. <laughs> yeah. I never used Spotify until last year. I think this is my, or yeah, 2022, I think was my first year using Spotify at all as like a full year kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. that was my first like wrapped. And that's only because Starbucks, you get free Spotify premium when you work at Starbucks. And so I've been using Spotify. But before then, I was neither. I feel like I was was a Pandora girly. Yeah, I know. You had those like ads come up and you're going to sit here and call me out for Apple Podcasts. And I would sit in your car and we would listen to ads go by on the radio girl i'm not paying for shit no (laughs) i use spotify because it's free (laughs) and whenever i unfortunately have to leave starbucks we're back to the ads (laughs) and we're gonna listen to pandora on the road oh my god (laughs) okay what else tell us more about your perfect day um so i've been really bad about it recently but i love going on runs which I've heard in your last podcast, both of you hate running. Yeah, <laughs> Alexis wants to run three miles, though. She knows that. I've told her this. I, I tell Tori about once a month, hey, I'm going to start running this week. And <laughs> yes. she's like, yay, good for you. And then, like, the next month comes, I'm like, hey, I'm actually going to, like, start running this week. Every and single time. <laughs> yep. Okay. So well, that's my go-to. I If I can just run for 20 30 minutes a day I feel so much better mentally and like physically are you like sprinting are you going for like a mileage or do you just like want to move your body for 30 minutes it depends I use the peloton app because I like someone else telling me what to do (laughs) I'm like okay yes but I would so much rather do sprints than run five miles Mm. but either way (laughs) if I'm running that's good do you run inside or um on the treadmill treadmill, yeah because it's Ohio and it's freezing here that's true. It's I just wouldn't run at all, so I'm not. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Me either. I'm a, I'm a treadmill. Treadmill girly. 12, 3, <laughs> I can't even do the 12, 3, 30. I do like zero 2.5 speed. That's it. On the <laughs> Alexis. I know. It is exhausting. It is. Like I had Cohen yeah. tried to do it one time and he like kept trying to like hold on because it's mm-hmm. it's takes a lot out of you. I was like, you can't hold on. He's like, how the fuck am I going to be walking up this goddamn hill for 30 minutes? I'm like, you walk up this hill for 30 minutes. That's what you do. That's the point of it. It's you sweat. You get your heart rate up. And mm-hmm. it, it's I something. don't know. It's something for sure. I did it every day for a month in like 2020. As like one of my little workout challenges, I did like a video on it. Mm-hmm. And it actually, I, I think it was really good. It was the only like workout I was doing. It was just that every day yeah. for 30 days. And I literally saw results just from doing that. So I, we try to add it in like once a week for like our 75 hard, the cardio side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did it this morning, actually. And well, Cohen didn't do the 12, 30. I did the 12, 30. <laughs> so I don't think I'll ever turn into a running girl either, though, Alexis. It's, it's, it's okay. Good. Yeah. It's okay. It's I don't lift off. weights. So it balances out. That's true. Uh, we'll lift for you. You <laughs> run for us. Yeah. Perfect. Balance. Is there anything else you have of your perfect day, your non-negotiables? I mean, I do like to end the day with either a movie or some Netflix or whatever I'm binging. I feel like I can't go a day without watching TV, which is not good. But like when I'm getting ready in the morning, I'll watch some stuff. When I'm getting ready for bed at night, I'll watch some stuff. 
of course I go on TikTok for an hour before I go to bed, which is not good. But I mean, I you're need doing it. well. It's only an hour. <laughs> I am fully addicted. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm in there for like three hours. I don't know what you're talking about. You probably listened to the last episode where I said that I don't like watching TV. Yes. Because I feel like I waste my time. So how? what do you watch? How do you just watch one episode when you get ready? Because I feel like I, I, couldn't, I couldn't step away yeah. after I started. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just put my phone up while I'm doing my hair or like whatever. And I just watch it. Once I'm done, turn it off. And I'll come back to it later. What mental illness is it that I can't <laughs> turn it off? <laughs> like, I just have to keep going. Like, I, unless I'm watching something, like, stupid like Big Mouth or something, you know, like yeah. that is, you don't need to watch the next episode. But mm-hmm. most like Netflix series obviously leave you on a cliffhanger. That's how they get people to come back. I can't. Yeah. I, you know, I know you were saying you were watching How to Get Away with Murder. I love that show. Oh, I cannot it's get so enough good. of it. But I'll just start an episode and, you know, something crazy happens. Okay, got to go to class. Turn it off. <laughs> oh, my God. I was going to say the cliff that I would be sitting on all day <laughs> thinking about, like, what's happened. I, I can't do it. See, if I'm going to bed, it's different. At that point, I'm like, oh, do I stay up and watch it? Do I not? But if I'm getting ready or if I... Sometimes I watch it when I'm doing homework, which isn't good either. But I'm like, okay, I'm just taking notes. Let me watch whatever show I'm watching. And then once I need to focus on something harder, okay, turn it off. Listen to music. The self-control you have. Yeah, I I was going to say self-restraint. Go off. (laughs) I am more of a YouTube girly, like... I, I watch YouTube if I want to watch something. Yeah. Like when I eat lunch or something, I always try on a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Or if I was getting ready in the morning and I was going to like do my hair or something like that, I would watch a YouTube yeah. video. Or even today on the doing 12, 3, 30, I watched a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's because obviously I do a lot on YouTube. <laughs> so like I, I like watching YouTube more, but it also doesn't leave you on yeah. a cliffhanger. So I'm able to just watch someone's vlog mm-hmm. and like step away. Yeah. And it's shorter usually than a 45 minute show. Yeah. I feel like it just eats my time away. <laughs> when I watch like How to Get Away with Murder but we're getting into the good shit we're gonna have to talk about it later I was gonna say I we need like show. a whole like episode <laughs> of my reaction I've never watched it it's so you good you need to okay I'll watch it I've been convinced I've been influenced <laughs> I'll watch it how uh, we say one time that you need to watch that but I've been telling you six times to watch Big Mouth and you haven't I <laughs> that's a good that's a good point that's a fair point. <laughs> I've only seen part of Big Mouth, so I can't judge either. Mm, I think, but again, it's just like a stupid little funny show. I enjoy it because yeah. it's just like stupid. I think it allows me to not think so much. And that's why I like okay. them. Like I like watching stupid little shows because yeah. I can just like veg out on the couch <laughs> and just like mindlessly watch something that makes me chuckle. Mm-hmm. But even like with How to Get Away with Murder, I'm like, is he going to find out? Like, oh my gosh, what's <laughs> happening? Like, who is this? And like. And all the little, like, flash forwards and stuff that they have, mm-hmm. they always makes you think something different. And then it happens. There's, like, a fucking twist in every episode. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, it's a roller coaster. But, and I still have to think about it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm watching Big Mouth, I can just sit there and, like, laugh at the way the girl says bubble bath. And, like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a good like day. <laughs> junk food for your brain. But, like, yeah. As a TV mm-hmm. show. It's like my ice cream for my brain. Yeah. And sometimes you need some ice cream. And then other times you can eat some like broccoli and some carrots and the shit you need. But like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't focus. Sweet little treat. So the next non-negotiables that we wanted to cover are your non-negotiables or red flags that you have 
at basically any stage or all of the stages of dating. Like if you're swiping on some dating apps, what are your non-negotiables or red flags? During the talking stages, if you're in a relationship, we want to hear the juice, the <laughs> icks, the things that you're just like, nope, I'm not going to put up with this. So as soon as I saw this question, the first one I thought of was the gym mirror selfies. Oh. I am just not a fan. And I, I don't admit, I'll take pictures of myself in my own bathroom mirror for myself. Yeah. Or, you know, for my private story, just to, like, show my friends I'm working out. Specifically you guys. <laughs> Thanks. But not on your dating app. Right. I don't know why. Especially in, like, public, like, the RPAC at OSU or just, mm. I don't know, public gym. Not Are you against, like, all of them? Or what if it's a guy that, like, is just super muscular? Or if it's not that, like, douchey looking? Or is it just, like, if I you're in the gym, the- period, just, like, don't. It doesn't need to be on there. <laughs> Okay, I guess it's the douchey ones. I feel like that's what I usually see on the profiles because those are the type of guys who put those pictures. Yeah, they're the gym bros. Right. They're like, that you have nothing else to post and that's what you post. You if know? you weren't in a happy relationship right now, Alexis, and you were on dating apps, would you post a little gym pic? Because you, you're asked to be in the gym every day. <laughs> so like, I feel like you're a gym rat, a little gym girl. I think I, if, yeah, I think I would have posted one too i would have been the i mean and that's you could post it it's just that's my you know but i feel like if a guy does it it's also gross so like i feel like that's a double standard for me (laughs) you're like "Mm, girls yes guys no (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) i just want to see your cute workout set but like guys disgusting no (laughs) yeah exactly okay i can get behind that okay number two is when guys say in their bio on tinder or whatever don't just say hi because how else do you start a conversation? You have to say hi. Yes, you can add something to it, ask a question, say you're cute, whatever. But when they say don't say hi, or you know they're like the girl has to message first. I'm like really. Mm. That makes. I mean, me in mad. my like dating app days, <laughs> which are very far and few between, but I got so much anxiety on like Bumble because the girls have to mm-hmm. message first, kind of thing. I did not like that. I don't, I don't like, like it either. I, I'm not going to do that. I just, just, I don't know. Just say, just say hi. Like, I'm just not going to say hi. <laughs> Something. You look like you have a thought, Alexis. I feel like I have nothing to input in this because I'm like, I've never had a bumble. Hmm. Well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> that You're doing so good. Yes. And I know that there are obviously good guys on these dating apps, but, you know, they are far and few between. And the ones that show up the most often are the ones who are not what I want. (laughs) Right. No. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, it's hard even on social media to, like, write a bio or even, like, a caption that perfectly encapsulates, like, who you are as a person what you want mm-hmm. out of a partner. Like, there's just so many things. So I feel like you're doomed from the start. Like, if I read any bio, I feel like it's an ick. Like, I'm like, <laughs> right. you're just, like, telling. Like, I don't know. There's not a good way to go about, like, dating apps yeah. that aren't cringy, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I feel like they've gotten better in terms of you can put what you're looking for. Like, you know, relationship, something casual. That's good. Long-term, short-term. But... The guys who match with me don't, and they must not read what I say because no, do you think guys are reading? I was about to say they are looking at one picture, that first picture, and swiping immediately based on that. Yes, which it's fine if that's if you just want to hook up, sure. 
but at least, you know, see what the other person wants. Like, read their bio. Yes. <laughs> it's there. It's two words. Or maybe one word. Like, oh, it's just frustrating. I think that they're just flying by the seat of their pants and, like, this this girl's cute, like cool, and they just like do what feels right, which is show like feelings and show that they like you. But then when you're like, do you like me? They're like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I'm not ready to like make a decision or to like whatever. I think that they think that like we're asking them to marry them. Right. Like if you just ask like, hi, what do you want out of this? And they're like, whoa, like chill the fuck <laughs> yeah, out. Slow your roll. I don't know though. I don't think that there's like a good, I guess, answer for that or like, I don't know if there's any guys listening to this podcast who do that. <laughs> no, and it's, you know, sometimes it's not on purpose. No, it's just like they happens. might just not know. But I feel like a lot of times, I don't know, I just contradicted myself because <laughs> I feel like they don't know. But then also I feel like a lot of times they do know. Like they have to know. But is that just us with our little girl brains of being like, well, we know. Mm-hmm. So how do they not know? But maybe right. they don't know. I also feel like it could be like, I'm trying to think back to my single days and I'm like, I feel like it could be a fear of, honesty of being honest with that person because like i feel like as a girl if you ask like what do you want out of this like you you just want the honest answer like there's no more mm-hmm. to it it's just like tell me we can move on from that you know but mm-hmm. i feel like there's like if i don't say the right thing like this girl's like gonna get mad at me or leave or do all these things and it's like we just mm-hmm. like just give us the honest answer which i think that they also have to come to terms with that that might happen though like but right like that's not necessarily a diss on them or that like they're not good enough. It has nothing to do with them. But if I am looking for a relationship and you didn't see that on my profile that I very clearly (laughs) put on there and then you swipe on me and we're here talking and you're really nice and you open the door, we have a good first date, all these things. And I ask you like, what do you want out of this? And they're like, oh, I'm just looking to hook up. I do have every right though to walk away from that. Like Mm -hmm. that's not what I'm looking for. And it's not a diss on this person, but I agree that they might just think that like their fear of that rejection But at the end of the day, you have to be okay with that because not everybody is in it for the right reason or like the same reasons. Yeah. And And sometimes that fear of like you walking away and you being like, okay, like this isn't what I want and you're ready to like leave is what snaps it into place where they're like, wait, no, like I do want more. You know? You know, I, that pisses me off. Mm -hmm. Because why? I could have a whole episode on this. I don't understand why guys need something, or just people. We don't have to like stereotype genders yeah. or anything like that. But people, why do people need something to snap them into realizing it? Like, right. I don't understand. Like, we this is so stupid. We were watching Love Island, like USA. Oh, God. And we were watching the one where they did the Casa Amor. Like, I don't know if y'all have seen this, but whatever. They did. Yes. They went to Casa Amor, which is like a separate thing of Love Island. And all the boys were separate. All the girls were separate. But they were all coupled up. And nobody knew what was going on. And all the boys went fucking wild. These guys, of course, were like out here making out and like kissing and licking fucking whipped cream off of each other. Like it was so much. And then they come back to their girlfriends and was like, I love you so much. Like being in Casa Amor just really like made me realize how much I love you. And the girls were like, okay. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but like, why do you... Why do you, because they would say like, well, yeah, making out with that girl just made me realize Mm. that I didn't actually want to like be with her. Why do you need to make (laughs) out with her to know that you want to be with your previous girl? Like, why do you need to go fuck someone else to know that you want to be with your, like, yeah. uh, Where's the thought process? Mm -hmm. I would love to, I need to know. I need to know what is the point. 
And I get it in the terms of I've never been good about opening up and saying how I feel, asking for help, just all that type of stuff. So on that end, I get it. On the part you're saying where you have to see, oh, I don't want this, so, you know, I'm going to come back to you, that's shitty. I don't like that part. Yeah. Just be, I don't know. (laughs) Just be honest. But also, yeah, I just, I just, I think it's more of like a psychological question that I really don't know. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. where is the thought process behind you having to go and try it with someone else to know that you like where you're at now is it is it just that whole like the grass is always greener mindset like I don't know I don't know I mean commitment is a big thing so it is scary to commit but also you know in terms of the saying do you like me that's not saying we're married forever (laughs) that's just saying do we want to try something out and see where it goes yes like do we want to like not see other people Mm -hmm. or do we want to see other people I don't know I think boys are confusing (laughs) alexis is over here in her happy little relationship (laughs) i yeah this is i feel i feel for you guys however i'm like man omar's great i haven't had to deal with this in four and a half years and i'm so happy about that i do love omar oh no yes when is omar gonna be a guest he said maybe sometime i don't want to say what That sounds like a hard no to me. Literally. <laughs> Sometime in the future. Okay. Far future. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yep. Okay. Okay. Do you have any other red flags for us? Mm, not really. No, that was the big one. Just say Just how you feel. Yes. Communicate. I love that one. That's a good one. Good one to point out. Um, okay. Next is non-negotiables that you have for friendships or setting boundaries with people. What are your non-negotiables for that one? So this one I was trying to think back on, you know, past situations, past friendships, etc. I feel like the biggest thing is people who don't accept criticism or don't accept advice. Mm. You know, obviously no one wants to hear the things that are wrong with them, which isn't the right thing word to say. But, you know, if I thought, you know, hey, maybe you need to step it up in terms of our friendship in general, whether it's reaching out to me more or giving me more personal space or whatever. Some people just don't like to hear that. And then they think that you're just saying, oh, I hate you. And, <laughs> you know, you're a bad friend. But I'm just trying to make our friendship stronger. Yeah. And I, I think feel it, like you just communication. Need to yes. Again, communication. It's just open line of communication. Um, I would like to say that if either of you ever reached out to me and said, can you give me more space? I would have a meltdown. <laughs> I would cry. Okay, but it's different when we're far away from each other. I mean, physical space. That's a good point. Which we can't even have that, you know? Like, say you got sick of when I used to come in your room at the AOPI house, and you were like, hey, can you just, like, give me a day for me to just chill in my room? I would have accepted that, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean by that. And other people would be like, oh, my gosh, screw you. Like, you just hate me, blah, 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 you know? Which I've had experience with in the past. (laughs) Some people just don't like to hear the truth. And I feel like you just have to, your friends are there to help you and they Mm -hmm. love you. And they're saying it for a reason, not to be a bitch. Right. I think you, like the friends should be taking it or everybody should be taking constructive criticism as long as it is given respectfully. Yes. As like with, you're assuming good intent. Like you Mm -hmm. know that the person coming to you with whatever they're telling you, whether it's hard to hear or not, is coming from a good place. And you should always assume that until 
otherwise proven. Yes. <laughs> so, like, I think that they're initially just, you come to them saying, like, hey, I would love it if, like, you did X, Y, Z. I feel like this isn't happening anymore. Like, I really want you to reach out to me. That person should come to that. And it, it could be still hard to hear. They could mm-hmm. be like, oh, shit, like, that makes me feel bad. But yeah. they don't have to be like, well, fuck you. Yes. It's more of like a, <laughs> okay, they're coming to me with good intent. They're coming to me because they do want to fix the friendship. Like, mm-hmm. they don't want to end it. Otherwise... We just wouldn't be friends anymore. <laughs> so take that with like a a positive intent mindset of, okay, here's what it is. Here's what I could do with it. I could either take that advice and follow it, mm-hmm. or I could say, you know, I don't want to be friends anymore. Exactly. But I don't know why you would do that. <laughs> but just like assuming positive intent, I think would go a long way in a lot of conversations instead of assuming everybody's out to get you or out to attack you and just assume that everybody's being nice. And obviously not everybody is, but just <laughs> who's it hurting to assume that everybody's nice? Yeah, I also like that you pointed out, like, if you ask someone for space, like, imagine if the roles were reversed, like, everyone likes their time alone. Everyone Mm -hmm. likes to do things by themselves and, like, sit and relax for a day and do nothing. Like, if you would want that for yourself, like, you should give that to other people, too. Yeah, I think also friendships go along with love languages, because love languages isn't, you know, specific to, you know, romantic relationships. It's also just two relationships. So, you different people have different love languages where yours might be physical touch and quality time mm-hmm. and so you want to be barging into alexis's room at the AO Pie house every day <laughs> and alexis is like my love language is like words of affirmation so you can just text me like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we can just facetime every day but that's also not a bad thing and that doesn't mean that anybody views anybody in a bad light in mm-hmm. terms of their friendship it's just everybody receives that love and gives love differently yeah. even in friendships where some people want to hang out all the time and some people don't Nothing wrong with it. It goes to the last episode is there's no right way. It's just a way. Right. There's my way, your way. We all look at friendships differently and there's no right or wrong. So the best way to get to a spot where everybody feels comfortable is to communicate about what I would like out of this and what do you want out of this? And yeah. Like, where can we meet in the middle or how can I be better, uh, be a better friend to you and vice versa? I think what you just said is so important, like understanding because like friendships are like relationships. And you should treat them Mm -hmm. as such. So, like, understanding what people need and, like, love languages and things like that is so vital for, like, a good friendship and, like, respecting people and making them feel valued. We should take the love language test. Oh, we should. We'll do that in a future episode. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) What else you got? Um, Okay, something that I don't like about or I don't want in a friend is someone who's judgmental. You know, I mean, I feel like that's pretty obvious Mm -hmm. and fair but I just feel like you know I should be able to be myself around my friends and so I don't want to have people around me who judge me for going out you know three times one weekend or you know I don't know not doing all of my homework which is not good but besides the point that was a bad example (laughs) but like your friends aren't your parents so at the end of the day like just just supportive yeah and you can still be a good friend and be like hey we should probably like do some homework yeah (laughs) (laughs) and like look out for each other but yeah at the end of the day it's like supporting your friends and what they want to do and if you don't have someone that like has your back I don't know I feel that one I feel like I've had (laughs) friends that like 
just kind of like give you an eye yeah or like you can tell even if they don't say something you can, but you feel can it. tell that they like are disapproving <laughs> yeah and I feel like especially because I've never been in a serious relationship like my friendships are what I rely on mm-hmm. so I don't want people around me to be the ones like not supporting me yeah you know like a lot of my friends I've known for a long time you know I have I like to have long good friendships and so it's like I these people are my friends because I like them and they don't judge me. Yeah. And I've had other people who I've been friends with for a little bit and then stopped because they were being you know judgmental. Mm-hmm. And I realized yeah I can't have that around me. I judge myself enough. I don't need someone else doing it. <laughs> I do not need the negativity here. Exactly. <laughs> Positive only. Yeah, I feel like when I have experienced people be judgmental towards me in like friendships, I realize like that is my time that maybe we've grown apart. And, like, it's time for us to, you know, just go separate ways without malintent. But, like, if they're judging me for mm-hmm. what I'm doing and stuff that I'm going to keep doing, like, maybe it's just not a healthy relationship anymore. No. And it doesn't – the same thing that we talked about before is it doesn't mean that anybody's in the right or wrong. Everybody has their own ways of living their lives. Mm-hmm. But if we don't agree on that and it causes – this person distressed then like yeah like we don't need to continue friends being friends because i'm going to continue doing this and if you don't like that that's fine but you're probably just not going to be happy being my friend (laughs) because i'm going to keep doing this (laughs) so it might be time to part ways do you have another one one i don't know how many you have i don't know i just thought of this one actually but kind of going off of the other one is i feel like there's been some not even friendships per se but just people experiences where I put in more energy than I'm given back Mm. and I feel like I need to learn to you know if possible cut that friendship or acquaintanceship whatever it is off Mm -hmm. because if I'm not getting the energy back or the work or the time or whatever it is why am I wasting my time I feel like sometimes I'm too nice to people and I just it's wasting my time or it's stressing me out more or whatever it is and I really need to realize okay is this actually worth it or do I have to be doing this or whatever or should I just do what makes me happy and not worry about other people which I you know I want to make everybody happy but I can't always do that mm-hmm. which our talking kind of reminded me of that as I need to really focus on what I actually want to do and not you know what everybody what I think everybody wants me to do Mm-hmm. preach that <laughs> I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I'm trying to do it. I know, yeah. I think Alexis and I talked about that, I don't know which episode, but a couple episodes ago. Oh, when we did the Enneagram, where I we were answering the questions, and I was saying that, like, you know, are you important in your mm-hmm. social groups, whatever? And I was like, well, I would like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> but I was talking about that, too, where I sometimes, and some friends, you feel like that, where you're, like, pouring into them, and then you're not getting anything back. And at the end of the day, like, is that worth it? Or is that what a friendship is supposed to feel like? Yeah. Like, should a friendship feel like a chore? Should it feel like something that you have to do? Or should it just, like, happen Mm -hmm. and, like, float your boat? Not to say everybody needs to talk every day because, again, there's different people. And some people want to text all day every day and check in three times a day on the phone. And then there's some friends that are best friends that only talk every, like, three months. And that's Mm -hmm. totally okay. So there's no, like, right or wrong in that. But there's just a difference of how much is one person pouring in versus the other. Yeah. And it can feel you, make you feel a little less, like, appreciated. Mm-hmm. So. Accountability moment on my part, because I am the worst at reaching out to people. <laughs> and I'm thinking about this right now, and I'm like, I have 280 unread text messages right now on my phone. That's Alexis. not to say. I know. She is so bad about it. It's I'm so bad. Like, if I am a, if you need me, like, in, like, 
call me please call me because like I (laughs) just like I think about people and I think about my friends all the time but my mind just like goes a million ways a minute that I'm like I need to like text that person and then I forget for a week and I'm like okay I gotta text that person I was supposed to text it last week (laughs) so then I like have to resort to like calling that person or being like can we set up a time so I can talk to you about whatever (laughs) you did this weekend because I need that like on my schedule so on the flip side I'll I'll take the make a little like uh, like, I don't know, twice a week, allocate like two hours of social time. And it's just time for you to respond to your text messages. That's a really good idea. You need to do that. Like some <laughs> admin work for yourself. I know. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll do that this week. I'll put no, it on my won't. schedule. No. I'm going to put out my schedule for Wednesday. <laughs> I'm going to do it. It's in my head. Okay. We'll see. And something else. Oh, like a portable like dog food bowl. Mm-hmm. And that's what I keep in my car all the time. So just in case I get stranded on the side of the road with a dog in my car, then they have dinner while we wait for AAA. Yeah. No, I I think I have a toothbrush in there. I got everything. Uh, No. (laughs) If I ever, like, needed something, I don't have it. But if my dogs need something, I got it. See, I have, like, a mini go bag, kind of similar to Tori's with, like, Tums and, like, scissors and deodorant, toothbrush, stuff like that. And then I also keep um, sandcastle toys in my car in mm-hmm. case omar wants to go to the beach he likes to build sand castles <laughs> <laughs> so i keep them on I, at all times i need a picture of his sand castle do you remember the sand castle that you made while we were at i could never Florida forget Bama? it yeah i was huge mm-hmm. i'll was show i'll show tori a picture of it okay it i'm really excited <laughs> I didn't it was out. very big yes but <laughs> Yeah, but going off of your um, apocalypse idea, Alexis, I will be ready. I watch so many horror movies. I watch videos about horror movies, about, like, how people would, like, beat the movie or how they would survive whatever villain or whatever. I'm ready. We need to get into this, actually. (laughs) I have a – I'm very passionate about my stance on this. If we were in an apocalypse Mm -hmm. situation – we'll start with you, Alexis. Yeah. Like, are you are you fighting? Are you flighting? Are you like, what are you doing? How are you going to react in a zombie apocalypse? I'm well, I'm I'm fighting. We've actually so my apartment I live with Omar and then a roommate Rafe. We've talked about these zombie apocalypse multiple times. If like bears became zombies, like all of this stuff. And we are prepared to fight. We have everything we need here (laughs) located. We have stuff in bags. We've got we're ready to go. We're fighting. Jesus. (laughs) I wouldn't say I have details like Alexis does, but I think I would fight enough that I need that I need so that I can survive. You know, I'm not going to go out and fight all of them just because I want to. I'm going to fight them off until I get to wherever I think is safe, Mm -hmm. you know, do my little thing, make my shelter. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's for the government and the army and them to like get rid of (laughs) all of it, you know, like if they're coming to attack me, yeah, I'll fight back. But I'm not going to just go and fight them because I feel like it. Okay. You know? See, I, I just, I, I don't see myself fighting. I, like, if you're, I'm thinking, like, post-apocalyptic, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what kind of quality of life is there? What it's are what we fighting for? What am I <laughs> fighting for? What? Like, you I'm really going like to fight this. some zombies to eventually be eaten and to live. Like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't have... I don't know. Not Marissa, to get like dark. Think but there's a TikTok it. that I saw. The girl was like, 
uh, y'all just have too much like will to live. Like I, <laughs> I just don't have the will to live in that situation. I'm just I'm tapping out. Like if there are zombies walking, no, just I'm done. But I'm it's, done. It's forever camping. Like you don't have to worry about jobs. You can live in your bus permanently and camp forever. <laughs> but like eventually, I have to restock the bus with like food and shit. And I can't just drive my happy ass into the city and run over zombies forever. This is why, listen, I used to be on an Ohio (laughs) mushroom enthusiast page so I could tell you all the edible mushrooms in Ohio. You got to forage. You think I'm going to forever camp in Ohio? (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Red flag. (laughs) That's that's a red flag. I need to know the mushrooms in Colorado, okay? Not Ohio. I can't help you there. I cannot help you there. <laughs> I don't care about what mushrooms I can eat here. I will say, though, if the apocalypse happens and I don't have my glasses, game over. See, that's the thing, too, is I need my glasses. And I know they're going to get dirty. What am I going to clean them off with? My dirty-ass <laughs> shirt? Like, I'm not going to be able to see. I won't be able to fight these bitches yeah. off. Well, have you Ooh, seen yeah, the Twilight point. Zone? Have you ever seen Twilight Zone, period? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you know the episode when the banker guy gets trapped in the vault and he's like the last one left on earth or no? No. No. So spoiler alert for everyone listening, but this is from the 60s. So (laughs) So that's on you. (laughs) Basically, this guy just wants to read his books and live his life. He's a banker. He goes into a vault to read and then a bomb or something goes off. Everybody dies. He's like, perfect. I can just read books the rest of my life and be happy. He sits down. His glasses break. (gasps) And he can't read books. He can't read books. He can't see anything. So, and it ends. You, and you're just thinking, oh my gosh, he's the last man alive. And he he can't see. Wow. And what do you, yeah, what do you do? So every time, I, whenever Twilight Zone comes on, that movie or that episode, I just, I'm like, that would be me. Yeah. I can't see. <sighs> so that is the one it. reason why I would agree with you is, you know, what's the point? But on the it. other hand... All my horror movie knowledge would just be wasted if I just gave up. I don't think I don't think it's wasted because every horror movie I've watched just proves to me that everybody fucking dies. <laughs> like I just, we're just all going down. I'm gonna have to fight people. If I'm not fighting zombies, I'm gonna have to fight non-zombie people, and I just don't think I'm down for that. Like, because you're gonna have to fight for the food because we're all at the same grocery store. The last shit. I just don't think I, I'm just not cut out for that kind of life. That's fair. Self-awareness. And also, oh, the other <laughs> shit that I thought about is what do I look like blind running around with my three dogs and my cat in a carrier? Because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not leaving them. So like, at what point do you also do that? Because I yeah. was thinking about this one day and I, no joke, shed multiple tears thinking about having to just let my dogs loose so that because right. they would have a better chance of survival on their own rather than with me and a yeah. zombie. But I'm like, I don't think I could just let them go. <laughs> But that's selfish of me. But then do I keep them with me? Because fucking, I don't know, like, Bela's a puppy. Freya's, like, 50 pounds. I can't carry any of them. And Kitty's 20 pounds. Like, how am I going to get Kitty through this shit? In a giant-ass carrier? I can't run that fast. So then it's, like, logistics. Logistically, how do I make it through this with all the animals? <laughs> that's a really good point. I've thought I've thought about this a lot. I have a backpack for Nova. So I'm like, she's going in there. I'm strapping her on. We're taking off. Okay. Raya barks too much. I'm going to leave her with Omar. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, somebody's going to bark. Give us away. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I also just have like an over inflated sense of self with like, I would be like the last survivor 
or like I would win the Hunger Games <laughs> or like those things or I'm like no I could do it and in reality I'd like be the first down but I'm still gonna do it yeah no I was definitely I I wouldn't be the first like taken down I would just take myself down I'd be like I'm just gonna sit in this apartment forever <laughs> so sooner or later Fair point. It's, I don't know but I say that to Cohen and Cohen's the fighter he's like no baby we're fighting through this and I'm like <laughs> I'm not like <laughs> you can if you want to go out and get all the food and bring yeah. it back I'm just gonna sit here until the de- like the government comes yeah. and they're like hey we're good and I'm like sweet I've made it through <laughs> me and the dogs and kitty oh my goodness okay but what else what else? is there anything else that you have learned other no. than how to survive the apocalypse <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I do is I watch horror movies and I learn how to, you know, survive. Very important stuff. Strong just, girl. Yeah. See, that's another thing is I just watch vloggers. What am I going to learn? <laughs> I don't watch anything. I watch YouTube. The best I got is like what Alicia Marie ate for lunch this week. I don't know. <laughs> her shaking her sweet green. That's all I know. I got nothing. <laughs> so we just went over your non-negotiables, like in life and what you've learned from your past and obviously there are little fun things. I cannot fathom fighting off cockroaches. So <laughs> duct tape always. I think I have duct tape in my car, but I don't keep it inside. So if I ever have to fight off cockroaches in my car, I'm set. But <laughs> it kind of leads us into the bigger part that we wanted to talk about for the episode as well, which is the best piece of advice you've ever been given by like anyone in your life, or a piece of advice that you've like read online, literally it can come from anywhere. But we want to hear the best piece of advice you've ever been given and like how it's helped you and what it was given for and kind of like the background on it so that anybody listening, if they need to hear these words, it'll help them. You can sit in, in the shittiness or you can make the most out of it. And I love that y'all decided just to spend your last semester like having the best time. Yeah, we tried to spend every penny we could. I would. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> As you should. It's y'all's money. Like, y'all paid it. Like, it's yeah. all the dues. So, like, spend it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spend it how y'all want. I would have done the same thing. And But also, yeah, it's it's big on you to have to, like, take that on and to swallow what kind of, like, pride or feelings that you had personally with it, even though it wasn't your fault. But in yeah. the moment, it's different. And so having to, like, sit with that and still be able to go in front of the chapter and, like, smile and be that person for everyone while everybody else had to deal with their emotions about it so yeah that's a big like life lesson as well just to kind of like help people through the times as well when you are also struggling <laughs> to get through the time like everybody's struggling yeah but we all can't be like crying right now somebody has to be strong mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and also just like I don't know I remember when the chapter closed and you called me and like the absolute like heartbreak that I felt not because the chapter was mm-hmm. closing but because I knew that like how it was like affecting you and how you were gonna have to go jump through hoops and go through Helen back because of it and watching you like go through all of that and now seeing where you are now is just like so huge because you are absolutely thriving like your grades phenomenal like you are living your best life you are getting the internships that you want and like chasing the things that you want and doing all of that and it's still like hard for me to think back like when you were talking about it on that moment happening because I still remember like my heart like breaking for you because like obviously like Mm -hmm. it's not about the sorority it's about the people that you meet and the relationships that you build and those are what are going to last a lifetime and yeah, I just feel like 
although it sucks that it like it closed but like you can see on instagram like the people that were friends they're still staying together they're still doing things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like everyone is still together and we don't need a house or a name or whatever to say that we're friends or sisters or whatever it is Mm -hmm. it's like the i'm kind of (laughs) comparing it to like the marie condoing of things like you can still have the sentimental feelings and like friendships and all these things without having the mm-hmm. physical like you just said the house or just yeah. the, even the physical like sorority that is technically quote unquote holding you together it's more than that and even mm-hmm. if for example if you had to sooner or later like for me like I still have my paddles they're in the closet right next to us <laughs> they're not hanging up anymore because at some point I'm like am I, at what point am I too old to hang yeah. my paddles up <laughs> but I love them but it's more about like who gave those to me and yeah. the relations that I made it's not the paddle mm-hmm. like that's not what all those feelings are in like I can throw away the paddle and as much as I'm gonna cry over it and be so sad when I have to like throw the physical thing out yeah that's not throwing away the thing that gave it to me yeah if that makes sense so yeah like the chapter closed and that is so emotional because mm-hmm. people tend to attach those feelings onto physical things mm-hmm. because they're not either like it's you can't really hold on to friendships yeah like, this is the physicality of it and so having to say goodbye to the physical embodiment of sisterhood is very much heartbreaking. Yeah. But it's not actually throwing any of that away. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like the mindset of having to thank it. And that's where the Marie Kondo thing is like, thank you so much for giving me all that you did. And like <laughs> the, you know, the purpose that you served in my life and blah, blah, blah. And then having to, you know, close it. Yeah. But still live on the things mm-hmm. that are actually here, like the friendships and the connections and all that. Yeah. And I'm definitely like a physical sentimental type person Mm -hmm. like I have a box at home with a bunch of sentimental things you know like my great uncle's um memorial like packet I have it in there and like necklaces I've gotten from close family members and just like random things that remind me of memories Mm -hmm. and so sometimes it's hard when yeah you have to put that away or whatever but then it's nice I go back and look at it and I'm like oh my gosh I remember this Mm -hmm. and all that and then I don't think about the shitty parts of whatever you know might be attached to that memory. I think about the better parts. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, of course, it's like, that's terrible. Yeah. I think I'm I'm that way with, like, pictures and, like, mm-hmm. videos and stuff, which obviously why I, like, <laughs> document my entire life on, like, YouTube and Instagram and stuff. Like, I've always been, and I've always said this, like, in my videos and whatnot, is I do it for myself. Mm-hmm. I do it as, like, a virtual diary or a virtual scrapbook for myself. I do it because I like to look back on it and remember the happy times or even the bad times. Like, I've vlogged everything. So, like, (laughs) sometimes you just want to look back on it. And I'm not that much of a physical, like, person in Mm -hmm. terms of the sentimental value attached to it. But I most definitely am with, like, pictures or videos. Like, I can't delete anything. Yeah. And I love going back and watching old vlogs. And, um, like, for example, recently, obviously, went through a breakup. And that person was very much heavy on my channel because I was Mm -hmm. with this person for a very long time and I've been asked by multiple people like am I going to delete those videos or like Mm -hmm. private them or take them off my channel or like is it weird that they're still there or like anything like that and I'm like no like I don't I don't think so at all because it's still just what was happening in my life at that time yeah and as much as there's good memories and unfortunately bad memories with like every person or every friendship Mm -hmm. or whatever even if I'm not friends with those people anymore 
I go back and watch those vlogs that those people are in and I still smile because mm-hmm. I'm like, I do the same things. I remember the good parts, yeah. not so much the shitty parts. And not that I go back and watch like these videos of like past relationships per se, but <laughs> just it's just past that's memories. my life. Like that is my life. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened the past four years. Mm-hmm. And like, it's all there and I can't change the past. So like mm-hmm. me deleting videos or like privating them isn't taking away any of the memories or yeah. taking away any of that. It's just that's my life and now I'm here now and you could look back four years ago and you look back six years ago or whatever and yeah it's just all of it's there and I think that if I ever had to like delete them I just like I couldn't I could not do it I'm thinking of like slightly on topic but also off topic with the TikTok ban that's being proposed (laughs) it made me scared not about TikTok but I'm like thinking like what if YouTube just like deleted that would be so scary. You know what I just thought about is in the apocalypse. Are you going to take all your hard drives with you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Good point. Bitch, do not even ask me that because actually like two weeks ago or something, our tornado alarms were going off. Yeah. And I was freaking out because also, again, three dogs, a cat. We have to load them all into the car. We're, we live on the third floor of an apartment building. So I'm like, we're going to die. So we have to get somewhere lower. We have to load up the whole fucking car. You can ask Cohen. I was sitting here for like 10 minutes staring into my office mm-hmm. of like... Am I literally, how much of a danger are we actually in? Because I'm like, am I about to pack up my computer and like my, like all my things, my camera, like my stuff. And I, half of me felt shitty because I'm like, Marissa, you could rebuy all those things. You know, the shit that people always talk about. Like you always want to save like your people and your animals and whatnot, which obviously I already had them all packed up. Like I, those were first ones. But if I have the time, Mm -hmm. I was like, is, is that what I would grab? Like, if I needed to leave, but half of me is like, yeah, because that is, that's all my mm-hmm. memories. Like I have my four hard drives sitting right here on my desk. Like <laughs> at least if I couldn't save the computer, like yeah. the, those things, of course I could rebuy, but I'm like thinking about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like would I grab my hard drives? That's like the modern day grabbing your scrapbooks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people did that it shit. Is. Like when their house is on fire, they grab their little photo albums and they leave. Yeah. I feel like I would take my, my hard drives. I had a vivid dream where it was the weirdest dream. I'm not going to go into it. But anyway, the house is on fire. <laughs> and I grabbed my two, like, special men- sentimental boxes in my dream because that's what I would always grab in a fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, even in my dream, that's what I would grab. That's what you'd grab. And I have one. Mm-hmm. Mine's, like, up there somewhere. But I I don't – I think I would grab my hard drives before I grab, like, my sentimental box because, yeah. again, I feel like a lot of my feelings well, – way more stuff. Yeah, way more in that than, like, the one lanyard that I saved from – the AOPI convention. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I save all that shit, too. But yeah. I feel like I would grab the videos. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like the, And then I'm thinking, like, if, if YouTube just disappeared, like, and all mm-hmm. my vlogs disappeared. Like, I have the raw footage, but I don't yeah. have the vlogs. Like, mm-hmm. I don't save the vlogs. Yeah, because why would you? Why would I? So now I'm sitting here, though, and I'm like, <laughs> do I need to go back and, like, download all of my videos and, like, keep those on a separate hard drive? Like, I don't know. Like, that's what scares me because all of my sentimental value yeah. is in that kind of stuff. And if I lose that, like, what? I don't know. That's so... I don't want to think about it. (laughs) Alexis, what would you grab in a fire? I'm, like, trying to... I'm sitting here trying to think of, like, objects I would grab. And I don't think I have any. Which, like, probably sounds really bad. But, like, I think once I had, like, my pets, I would just go. I don't think that's bad. I think that's... Well, quote, unquote, which you probably should do is, like, not have any kind of, like, ties to anything physical. (laughs) But, like, I, you know, like, you guys are talking about, like, boxes of memories or, like, things like that. And I'm realizing, like, in my apartment, I don't have 
those things. Like I don't have boxes of memories here. Like all of that stuff's in mm. Ohio for me. So like there's oh, nothing Oh, like at your here. parents' house. Yeah, so there's nothing yeah, here. Yeah, mine is like, in Maryland. Yeah. So I mean, that's different though. You still have those things, but yeah, they're just not there. All my things are in this apartment. So like, mm. yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily care about any of it all. Like all the other stuff or like my clothes or tote bags, shoes, like nothing. <laughs> any, I just would, I just stood in my office because I looked at it all because I'm like, damn, I have my iPad, I have two cameras, my cam- my two laptops, my desktop. I'm like, am I literally about to pack up all this stuff? Because I'm like, what if a tornado? And like, that's what I was thinking of. And I, yeah, and I felt shitty because half of me is like, so many people would be like, Marissa, just go. You can rebuy all that stuff. I'm like, but that's all my, like, my whole life is like right. in this office. That's so crazy. But I did. I loved your advice, though. I feel like it was so jam-packed with like good little, little nuggets. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was perfect. I big big um advocate for like everything happens like the way it should. So mm-hmm. I love that. I'm I want to hear your notable quotable. Is it tied to your advice or is it something completely different? It's completely different. Oh. Um as soon as you guys said you're having a podcast, I heard it and I was like I'm ready. I had it in my notes for months. Oh. Yes. It's been since <laughs> summer, I okay. think, right? So, it is from what, Alexis? I said it's been since summer that she's like prepared this quote for us. <gasps> yes. Oh! I've had this quote ready for a long time. Okay. It's from Robin Arzone. She's a Peloton instructor. Love her. She used to be a lawyer and then she decided, no, I don't want to do this. Became a Peloton instructor. And Good for her. Yeah. She's amazing. Love her. And in one of her runs, she says, you've been through 100% of your worst days. And I was like, damn, you're right. Like, yeah. every day where I'm like, this is the worst day ever. And then the next day, I'm like, I did that, though. You finished it. You made I, it through. Yes, I made it through my worst day. And you've made it through 100% of them because we're yes. sitting here right now. Exactly. I love it. If you can get through those, you can get through anything. Yeah. You know? But it also great. puts it into, per, into perspective. Because when you say that, I know some people are going to, like, rebuttal and being like, but what if, like, this happens? And mm-hmm. But I like how you just said, when you're sitting in this day, and it is, you're like, this is the worst day of my fucking life. Yeah. And you think it's the worst day, and you're crying, like, whatever's happening. Yeah. And then you wake up tomorrow, and you just, you go on. Yeah. And it might be the worst couple of days of your <laughs> life, or, like, a w- worst week of your life or whatever, but it's, you've been through that. Mm-hmm. You've, you've tackled it. And so what Alexis just said of, like... If you've been through that, you can get through anything. Because in that moment, you did you did think you probably yeah. weren't going to make it through, and you did. Yeah. Like, you, whatever the worst thing has ever happened to you, you've already been past it. It's already happened. How much worse can it get? Exactly. Right. Right. Every person's last words before it actually gets really bad <laughs> okay, but in a movie. Okay, but it's mindset. <laughs> it's like, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> and then a tsunami or something. But then you get through it. And then you get through it. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse? <laughs> yes. So she, honestly, when I do my hit runs, I have to take her classes because that's the only reason I can do those sprints every time. She's like, do you want it more than you fear it? And I'm like, damn, I guess I do. Mm, I'm like, wow. I can do this. I can run mm, for 20 seconds. I love Motivating. that. Do you want it more than you fear it? Kind of a two-part notable quotable. Oh, <laughs> that one like gave me like some goosebumps. I, I like that. I know. It, like, like I liked the hundred percent of the bad days. Yeah, but I was like the who, because I'm I'm think you could literally relate that to absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. Like last episode, we were talking about just start. That was one of my like yeah. um, New Year's resolutions. So then I could relate that to just start. Of like, am I scared to start? Most definitely. Mm-hmm. But am I like, mo- yeah? Is that going to take over? Am I not going <laughs> to start because I'm too scared to start? Mm-hmm. 
I was just say I like that you're relating it to um, running and that she's like, do you want it more than you can fear it? Because I'm thinking to myself like, no, I fear it more than I want it. I fear <laughs> the run. I don't want it. You know? No. <laughs> I don't know if that would motivate So you anymore. were about to take her class and she would say that and you'd be like, wow, you're no. so right. And then in the class. <laughs> <laughs> Where Tori goes, wow, you are so right. Yeah. And then gets ready go. and just sprints. But you're like, wow, thank you for that. I needed that. Ends class, climbs into bed. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's like, mo- it's a motivating quote though. I just. Yes, I love her. And every time she's like, okay, we're going to do the sprint, you know, pick a speed, whatever. And then right before it starts, she said, okay, whatever speed you picked, add 0.1. That's oh. your real speed. Oh. And I'm wow. like, you're right. Why would I not just add 0.1? <gasps> Alexis. What? I have to tell you, this is kind of the same thing that you just <laughs> said, though. Like, you, you pick your speed, yeah, add 0.1. Or weight, you know. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> relate it to working out the other day. I think it was yesterday at the gym. I was hip thrusting, right? And okay. usually, last time I did it, when I texted you, I was hip thrusting 95. Yes. And to me, I thought that was, like, a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Cohen was like, you could do more. I was like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. He was like, okay, but you did 10 at 95, so you can do 5 at 105. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. at least just do 5. And, like, the way that he was at least explaining it made it much more, like, palatable. Mm-hmm. And so when she says, like, add point one, like, that doesn't sound like much. Yeah. Even though in a run, I'm sure, it, like, it, it <laughs> fucking changes it. But, like, making it palatable to, like... Add a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Add a little bit more. And I ended up doing 125 by the end of that <gasps> Like, he kept Damn. adding weight to my thing. Oh, my God. And then also, I got motivated, though, because I also <laughs> don't want to fail. And so, when he's like, just do five. Mm-hmm. And then I'd get to five, and I would just bust out the full ten. And he <laughs> right. would be like, ah. So then the next time, he'd add more. He's like, just do five. And I'd get yeah. to five. And I'm like, oh, I'm not stopping at five. So then I kept doing tens even like, and so yeah, I did 10 of 125 when I thought I could only do 95. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. It's just how you think about it. Because, you know, I'm doing sprints and she's like, it's only 30 seconds of your day. Yeah. And I'm like, you're right. I can't run for 30 seconds. Like, I mean, I just ran for 20 more minutes. Alexis, but- you can't run for 30 seconds? No, those 30 seconds running <laughs> feels like an hour. Time moves slower when you're running. I swear. I don't know what it is, but it moves slower <laughs> when you're running. And you want to know what, Marissa? I sent Alexis a 60-day Peloton free trial. <gasps> Has she used it? No. Wasted it. Don't call me out like that. Can I, is it too late? Can Listen, I still use it, it? She tells you what to do. No. That's why I love about it is because, okay. you know, one, the songs are great. Like, I get pumped up. And then two, they, you know, they share their motivating stories or they're like, okay, you're going to run for 30 seconds. And I'm like, I can't disappoint you. Like, uh, she can't. will come through that screen. I know. <laughs> she will come and fight me. She is watching. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I do want it more than I fear it. I'm coming. <laughs> uh, tell me her name again. Robin Arzone. I love her. She's writing a book. Ooh. Yes. Wow. She's amazing. She is pregnant right now. She already had a baby, but she, like, would do her sprints pregnant. And I'm like, if she's doing these pregnant, I can do it at 22 years old. (laughs) I have no excuses. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. If she could do it pregnant, I should be able to do it. I started doing um, lifting at five pounds. And now, you know, she's up and doing higher than I can do. I don't take her lifting classes because I can't do that. <laughs> but just start. Yes. You don't have to start. be good right now, Alexis. You run for 30 seconds and you die and you stop there. And then you run another 30 seconds the next day. Yeah. And then sooner or later by the end of the week, you're running a full minute. And then you just keep adding on time. See, just start. everything you're saying makes perfect sense. <laughs> it really does. It's oh You're right. Goodness. 
And then it's so it's satisfying fun. when, I mean, I guess same with lifting weights, but when you take the same class and then you run faster the next time, mm-hmm. or, you know, she says, okay, do your sprint, and I start my sprint faster than I did the day before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I just ran a six-minute mile, like, sprint pace. Like, that's wild. Yeah, like, the growth, when you can see the growth, yeah. and, like, feel it, and you're like, dang, you're like, progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I want it more than I fear it, and so do you. I'm feeling attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because we're talking about running. Yes. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I think we ended that on, like, the perfect note, like a high note. I would get that quote tattooed on me. I don't know. (laughs) That thing gave me goosebumps. I think that was so motivating for this week. Yeah, I loved it. I love both of them. They were great little tidbits. You're just giving us, like, two first. She gave us, like, a whole (laughs) bucket of pieces of advice and then two notable quotables. It's also Thank to motivate me to get back into running because it's been a few weeks. <gasps> so I need to get back into it so I can hear these while I'm sprinting. Why don't you and Alexis like FaceTime but like mute each other so you guys do your little classes. But then should. you guys can see each other and keep each That's other actually, accountable. That's a really good idea. I'll do it. I'll FaceTime you. All right. There we go. I'm ready tomorrow. I need to run tomorrow. Oh, perfect. We will check I in at tomorrow. our next episode. <laughs> No, next episode, Alexis, we will be checking in on your running journey. Uh, yep. I'm thinking okay. a 30 minute hit run. Ooh, 30 <gasps> minutes. Tori, start with like five minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll FaceTime you for five of your 30 minutes. That's what I'm going for. At least something. But Tori, I'm so excited. You are our first guest on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you had fun. It was so fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Tori. I know you said you were nervous. Was it as bad as you thought? No, it was way easier than I thought. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Any of you guys listening to this who've been wanting to start a podcast, do you want it more than you fear it? Word. Just start. (laughs) Ooh. Mmm. I love it. Do you have any closing notes for us, Alexis? Just thank you, Tori, for coming in and, like, (laughs) being willing to do this with us. I loved it. It was so much fun. So much fun. fun. I'm excited for our next guest. We're going to do these happy hour episodes. I believe we're choosing like the first Sunday of every month. So to kick off your month on like a nice, positive, happy mindset and then have different guests every month. So stay tuned for our next happy hour guest. But thank you so much for joining us and we will catch you guys next week. Bye.